Today, Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service helps us get ready for the opener, and Dick Beardsley chimes in as well. It's all coming up. Shorty, I won't ever understand my shorties be mad when all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand. There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such, but the nightlife in the city don't impress me much. I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country Fishing Paul Bunyan Country is presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining me today. We kick things off with part two of our conversation with Jason Durham of Go Fish Guide Service. Jason, tonight at 7 o'clock on the Crestliner Facebook page, is doing a virtual guide fishing trip. Check it out. should be a lot of fun. You'll have a chance to ask questions and much, much more. So let's find out what Jason thinks about fishing this weekend in the Park Rapids area. What are typically some areas and some lakes that tend to be uh, good ones on the opener? You know, usually... We're, we're telling anglers to focus on shallower bodies of water where you have darker bottoms that the water's going to warm faster. But I got to be honest, there's many big lakes too that they have shallow areas that walleyes, for instance, are going to utilize. Uh, so you're looking at, you know, typically it's less than 12 feet of water, a lot of times even half of that or less. Uh, that you're catching fish and having good fishing success. Um, you know, everybody asks me, what what do you use on the opener for presentation? And There's a lot of different options. A lot of people gravitate towards a, a, like a fireball jig and a shiner, uh, but you can use night crawlers, you can use leeches. A lot of it depends on bait availability. I know last year was really difficult to get certain minnows, and as we got later into the fall, it became more and more difficult this spring. I'm already seeing bait shops that have minnows in stock and leeches in stock preparing for next weekend. Uh, but if you're looking for, you know, specific lakes to go to, we have several chains here that, you know, traditionally produce a lot of fish right around the opener. You look at uh, Island Lake, Potato Lake, Fish Hook, you know, Eagle up at the, you know, on that chain as well uh, between Potato and Island. But all of those lakes put out walleyes you know, right around the opener. Um, you look at the crowing chain of lakes where you've got 11 lakes that are very diverse. And you can't necessarily travel between all of those. You can't access all of those lakes from one access point. But at the same time, a number of them you can access two or even three. Um, but if you just concentrate on the one that you're on for the time being, you're probably going to be a lot more successful uh, if you concentrate on those shallow water areas typically. Um, but that doesn't go for every lake in the state. Every lake is different. I, I think about the year that the governor's opener was up on Lake Cabotogama and talking to local guides and resort owners up there, they told me to start in 35 feet of water on the opener, and I, hmm. I thought that was absolutely you know, crazy, and we caught plenty of walleyes out in 35 feet of water. So you know, the best thing is to understand that body of water that you're targeting so you're not wasting time you know, out in 35 feet of water when in reality, those fish are in just a couple feet. Between the crowing chain and the fishhook chain, that's a lot of lakes in the Park Rapids area that are just loaded with fish. Well, the thing is, those are just the ones that come up so often because they're chains of lakes. And 
you know, they've got resorts on them and everything. But there are so many small bodies of water. I think I say it every, every radio interview I do that we've got, you know, almost 100 lakes within a 10-mile radius, 400 lakes within 25 miles, including Leech Lake. That's why, you know, like our Chamber of Commerce has, has stopped calling it the Park Rapids area channel or the Park Rapids area lakes or the Nevis area lakes. It's the Heartland Lakes, and that's really what it is. It's a, a pretty broad area that's got water everywhere. So don't get hung up on, you know, a lake that you always go to. You know, explore something new because most of these lakes are really, really good for fishing. Do you uh, do you get a lot of uh, walleyes in those rivers early in the season, or are they all pretty much still in the lakes? No, we don't catch a lot that are in the rivers. And the reason being is that, you know, they they finished up spawning, and so that's the main reason that they spend any time in there this time of year. Uh, most of those rivers rivers don't have enough depth that they're going to keep those fish for very long or enough food or um, the right temperature, whatever it may be. So you, you don't get a lot of fish that stay there, you know, throughout the next month or whatever. A lot of them will move out into the main lake, uh, and they'll, they'll start to feed pretty heavily once they've recovered. And, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't spend a lot of time fishing, you know, the river, although on a lot of these lakes that have rivers going through them, there is current. And so there's something to be said about that, and current definitely uh, attracts fish. Okay. Um, so at, uh, we, we've talked a lot about walleye, and that's what the m- most of us are going to be going for, obviously, uh, for the next few weeks. But we're not that far away, and all of a sudden it's going to be bass season, and following that up is going to be musky season. And uh, uh, you've got plenty of waters for those uh, anglers as well. You know, I'm so glad that you brought that up, because all our lakes are very diverse in the species that we have available to catch. Uh, but once we get to this this coming weekend, we get to the walleye northern pike opener. Now it's kind of unique season for bass anglers because it's a catch and release season. And I know that there have been people out that have been specifically targeting largemouth right now, which is not legal. And 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 people try to defend it sometimes, and they say, "Well, you know, I've caught a crappie on a three eighths ounce spinner bait before." Well, sure, maybe you did, and it was an anomaly, but you're not actually out there trying to catch crappie let's be honest so you know follow those rules we have rules for a reason we want to keep those bass off limits for a while uh but you can go out and legally target them after you know this saturday or starting this saturday i should say and you know have some fun if you're not catching walleyes go up in a shallow back bay and you know whip around a top water and tangle with some of those big uh green largemouth or even the smallmouth, man, you know, they're aggressive right now as well. You, you can't ever overlook the northern pike. You know, some people curse them out when they catch a, you know, 21-incher, and, oh, it's a hammer handle, a slime dart, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they're really good eating. If you can take those Y-bones out, I always encourage people, if you don't know how, give it a try. I mean, we all have cell phones that have Internet access. Pull up a video on YouTube. There's got to be a 100 of them on there. And, uh Yeah. Give it a give it a whirl because northerns are great to eat, and then looking at the muskies, boy, I know there's a lot of anglers in this area, big musky nuts that are really excited about that, and the days can't pass fast enough for them to get on the water. No, and there's so many options. I mean, you you've got uh, you know man trap there. I think Elk Lake in the uh, 
in the state park. Itasca State Park's a great one. And, of course, you just head over to Cass Lake and Leech Lake and on and on it goes. Uh, this is maybe the best uh, musky fishing in North America, at least in the United States side. You know, we're really fortunate in where we live that we have access to so many diverse bodies of water. And it, sometimes it, it's a little bit of a curse because you have to choose where you're going to go, and sometimes you pick wrong. <laughs> I hate to tell you, that. but the good thing is if you do, you, you typically realize it fairly quickly, and to get to another body of water, you know, it, it doesn't take long at all. Just make sure that you're your trailer's clean and that you're not transporting water, that you're following those regulations as well. And, yeah, you can hop from one lake to another real quick. All right. Um, any, as we, as we get ready, I mean, we're, uh, we're, we're just a few days away, what do we need to make sure we get done before the opener, uh, boat-wise, gear-wise? What do we need to do? You know, a couple things. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll edit that out. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> a couple things. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how often this happens, but I have seen it way too many times to not bring it up. But just make sure you have a current license, for one. Yeah. All of those things that you take out of your boat, too, at the end of the year, make sure you've replaced them. Your your life jackets, for sure. I mean, that's a, a legal issue, your throwable cushion. If you have an enclosed fuel tank, obviously you have to have a fire extinguisher on board. Most people... Don't take those out of their boats, but check it to make sure that it actually does function, too. I mean, don't take a couple test squirts or anything, but, you know, uh, just examine it and make sure that it's fully functioning. Uh, that your engine actually starts, that your trolling motor batteries, even though your onboard charger says that they're fully charged, check them out. You know, run your trolling motor a little bit and make sure that it's actually going to work. And even things like dock ropes and um you know rope to launch the boat if that's the way that you do it so um some method to go to the bathroom sometimes is nice uh you got to think of all of those different things uh to make sure that that first time you go out you're going to be safe and you're going to be successful on the water okay uh again it's uh this saturday the walleye opener and Taking, uh, catch and release bass opener, northern opener, and uh, it's it's really truly a great time in Minnesota. Uh, from the you know the chimney on Lake of the Woods all the way down to the southern border. <laughs> well, it really is a part of our heritage, and I'm so thankful that Governor Walls has has really embraced that and and understands how much it means to. Uh, the residents of Minnesota, where I see in a lot of states that this is greatly limited. Now, that's not without saying that there are, you know, some restrictions that we don't typically see. For instance, the federal dam access is going to be closed. And I know a lot of people are very upset about that. But there are a lot of other opportunities besides that. There are a lot of other places to go. So don't let that be your huge setback for the weekend and something to ruin it. There's other ways to go about this that you can enjoy the outdoors and catch some fish on what I call the greatest celebration in Minnesota, the opening of the fishing season. Yes. it's Well, it's, you know, one and one A, that and Christmas. I don't know which order, but yes. Well, I was going to say deer, deer hunting. <laughs> well, that's pretty, okay. One, one A and one B. On the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we wrap it up, Jason, just remind us tomorrow night, uh, the virtual guide trip. Join me. Yes. Tomorrow night, 
uh, Go Fish Guide Service with Crestliner Boats. So you can find us on the Crestliner Facebook page, 7 o'clock p.m. Even if you can't be there right at the start, you can join in any time. Like I say, it'll be about an hour that we're on the water. And if you miss out on it, you can always catch that at a later point on Facebook. And then, of course, I always invite the listeners, if you have any fishing questions or boating questions whatsoever, you can always find me online. My website is go-fish-guides.com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and feel free to send a text message, give a call. I'm an open book for anybody who wants more information on the great sport we call fishing. And you are an optimist, and for the fellow optimists out there, I presume we can go ahead and book a trip and hope for the best. That's all we can ever do. <laughs> that is true. Expect the best, plan for the worst. Jason Durham, as always, thank you for taking time and uh, making Fish and Paul Bunyan Country a step above normal today. <laughs> well, thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me, and I wish all the anglers that are heading out on our 10,000 lakes in Minnesota this weekend good luck. Coming up next, we will hear from Dick Beardsley. He's going to talk Bemidji area fishing, and he was actually out fishing this past weekend in South Dakota. Find out all about it next. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Closing in on opening fishing 2020, and it's a fishing opener a lot of people are really looking forward to because uh, it's been a, a very frustrating few months. But if we can get outside and do a little something, I think that'll make everybody feel a little bit better. We've got Dick Beardsley joining us, and Dick, I know you'll be ready to fish this weekend. Oh, you betcha, Kev. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I always get excited for opening weekend, even though I've I've been doing some walleye fishing the last few weeks out on the Missouri River out in South Dakota, but there's something special about the Minnesota opener, and everybody gets excited, and uh, it's going to be a little chilly this weekend, but other than that, hopefully the, the walleyes will be cooperating, and everybody will be practicing social distancing, and we'll have a good time out there. Well, certainly uh, from a guide perspective, you're a little bit hampered with what you can do, at least for the time being. Yeah, you know, Kev, I tell you, it's a... Uh, it's a crazy deal. I've, I've been getting conflicting reports uh, from folks at the state capitol. Some people say, no, it's okay. Others are saying that, no, you can't guide. And, and so on opening weekend, I'm going to take out a, uh, a good, very close friend of, of mine and, and uh, his girlfriend. And, and in my boat, it's big enough to where we can get pretty close to practicing social distancing with just with uh, a total of you know, three people in my boat. So it's, uh, but it's a crazy deal, Kev. I tell you, you know, normally I start getting some bookings, you know, in January, February, which I did this year for the summer. And then it really starts kicking in in March and April. And now the, you know, the phones are ringing and the emails are coming in and Kev, since the coronavirus is, you know, kicked in and, and what's going on with that. I mean, the emails have, quit coming in and the phone calls i think i booked two or three guide trips i think for the this summer mm. um since the coronavirus and um you know it depending on how this thing works out some of the guy the trips i have on the books now may be canceled so um it's a it's a tough deal for 
you know, all the guides, the resorts, motels, B&Bs, it's a, it's a tough situation we're in right now. And I guess we just kind of got to take it day by day and uh, see how this all, all um, kind of, you know, comes, mm-hmm. and comes out at the end. But we can go fishing this weekend, which I think a lot of people are excited about. And it should be pretty good fishing, I would think. Yeah, I'm hoping it will be. You know, the ice went out on Bemidji Area Lakes pretty much at normal for the most part. And and then we got some nice warm weather. And, you know, it's been fun. The, the crappies and bluegills moved up into the shallow water areas on a, a lot of the lakes in the area that contain those species. And, and then all of a sudden, it, it's you know, it started getting a little chillier. And... Uh, uh, the a lot of those fish now that were up shallow have actually dropped back into some deeper water. In fact, I was out crappie fishing the other day where last week we were getting them up in shallow water, and, and there was not a crappie or bluegill to be found. And so I pushed the boat out a little bit and got on a school of them in about 22 to 25 feet. So um, they moved out a little bit, but the the walleye bite, I think, you know, it should be pretty good. It, you know, it's a, it's a typical, going to be a typical opener. The water temps are going to be in the upper 40s, low 50s. So the walleyes, some of them will have spawned already. Some of them will be post-spawn and some of them kind of in that transition period and, and whatnot. And water temperatures, like I said, 40, upper 40s to the low 50s. And, um, you know, it's uh, the thing about opening weekend, you know, you just never know where those fish are going to be. And so you got to do a little scouting and whatnot, but that's half the fun too, going out there, trying a few different spots and uh, trying not to live on past memories too long and, and uh, see what you find out out there. What typically do you use to start your uh, fishing season? Well, you know me, Kev, I love fishing jig and min- or jigs uh, all year long, but especially this time of the year, a jig and a minnow combination I'll tell you, Kev, that it's it's hard to beat, and um, I know shiners will probably be a little tougher to get this year, uh, like they have been the last couple of years. But I'll tell you what, a, a nice, good-sized fathead, in my opinion, works almost just as well. So I'll be starting out with jigs and minnows, and and then uh, if that doesn't work so well, I I might switch over to a live bait rig and really do a slow presentation with a live bait rig and and probably about a four-and-a-half-foot snell on that. And then uh, if those fish, you know, everybody thinks shallow, 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 but sometimes those fish will, uh, especially if they're just post-spawn, a lot of times those bigger fish will go out and sit off in that deeper water a little bit and just kind of rest. And if you, can, if you can find a school of them or a few of them on your electronics cap, I'll tell you what I love doing is I, I love vertically um, – doing a jig jig and wrap and i tell you that's a lot of fun and you know when you use a jig and wrap i'll tell you there's no wondering is that a bite or not is it a bite or not man when they hit them things they just pound them so i'll start out with a jig maybe go to a light bait rig and if the circumstances um play out uh i may may go to a jig and wrap too so we'll uh, we'll see that's kind of what's uh, fun about opening weekend you just never know what uh, what they're going to want and and, and how they're going to want to present it to them. Okay. Do you uh, typically fish uh, Lake Bemidji on your opening weekend? You know, I, I'll get on Bemidji and Lake. I get on Lake Irving, too, uh, although it, it can be so busy on Lake Irving because, you know, that lake always opens up quick and it's shallow and it warms up, 
you know, a lot quicker. And those with the river coming through there, there's always a, a good bite there. But the thing is, you know, it's fine if you don't want to, if you don't mind fishing, you know, with a lot of people around you. And I'm, I'm one that kind of likes to get away from the crowds. But listen, on Lake Bemidji, there's plenty of spots. You know, you don't have to be in the mouth of the river there to be catching walleyes on in the Lake Bemidji or Lake Irving. I mean, there's a there's plenty of spots out on the Big Lake, Lake Bemidji, that uh, you, you know you can you can catch fish out there without many people, if any, being around at all. And and then what I would do, and what I'm going to do is, and for folks that are thinking about going out onto Lake Bemidji, is you know depending on which way the wind's blowing or whatnot, but a lot of times those those shoreline areas where those wind the wind is blowing into can always be good and and some of that emerging cabbage and grass that's gonna that's starting to come up now, those areas can be just dynamite because they're going to be holding uh, a lot of bait fish out there, and the walleyes are always moving around looking for bait fish so they can feed. So that's kind of some of the areas that I'll be uh, pointing to, and and uh, I sure won't um, not go and check some some deeper areas too, just to see if some of those bigger fish have moved out there off those breaks and and are just kind of resting out in those areas. But, yeah, I think you're right. The shallow areas tend to be the better ones right now. It's warmer water. Fish are certainly more active there. Yeah, they definitely are more active. And a lot of those fish in the, in the smaller lakes around the area that have warmed up quicker, the ice left, um, you know, upwards of a week or 10 days even before Lake Bemidji, those, a lot of those fish will be all done spawning. And, and at this point now, they should be in a mood to be uh, eaten pretty good, so uh, we'll see. But it's going to be cold on Saturday. I mean, we're talking, I think, mid, mid-20s mid by, uh, you know, early Saturday morning and highs in the upper 40s. So for folks going out, dress warm and know that um, with a big temperature swing like that, those, those walleyes might be a little lethargic. So, uh, you know, just be patient. And a lot of times slowing down your presentation can make a big difference. And even sometimes downsizing your baits can make a bit of a difference also so you know don't don't get caught up using you know one particular bait one size or of a jig or whatever it might be and if things aren't working keep switching up until you know you find something that will put a few fish in the live well for you well let's talk a little bit about uh last weekend in south dakota how was the fishing out there oh my gosh kev the it was amazing. That Missouri River system, I, I tell you, on Saturday, I got out there Friday. The wind was blowing about 35, 40 miles an hour or so. A guide client from the cities that I met out there, we didn't even attempt to put in. But Saturday and Sunday, the weather was mid-70s, virtually no wind. And on Saturday on the Missouri River, just north of Chamberlain, honest to gosh, I thought I was fishing the Minnesota fishing opener. <laughs> really? <laughs> There must have in this one stretch of the river, there must have been 150 to 200 boats. It was it was absolutely crazy, and the, the bite they weren't like jumping in the boat, but you know we we did you know we caught our limit of fish out there, but we we probably caught 40 walleyes total, but a lot of smaller ones. But it's amazing, Kev, the number of fish that come out of that river or that we're on Lake Francis Case. It's part of the Missouri River system. That is, uh, it's, it's just, it, 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 it's an amazing fishery out there. And then on Sunday, we went to Lake Sharp, which is the next reservoir north of uh, Lake Francis Case, north of Chamberlain. 
and we got on Lake Sharp, and again, it was a gorgeous day. There was no wind, and uh, we got out onto some flats out on the, it's called the West Bend area, and uh, we started catching walleyes right away in about 18 to 22 feet, and then we went up and, and worked some of the, um, the the points. There was no wind, but we were working some of the points that were in fairly shallow water. We were sitting out in deep water and catching a lot of walleyes and uh, smallmouth bass, and I even hooked into a uh, about an eight-pound king salmon, which oh, wow. was fun to catch. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was kind of a bonus, and... Um, but now, um, like I told the the guys out there, a friend of mine out there is a guide out there too in Chamberlain, and and uh, it's always nice talking to him, and and uh, he kind of gives me some load on what's going on out there. But like I told him, I said, well, this is the last time you'll see me now till late in the fall. I'll probably go out there one one time or end of October, early November. But uh, like I told him, I said, man, our season finally opens this weekend, and now it's. It's time to fish all the good waters around the Bemidji area. All right, so it uh, it is indeed the opener. People are ready to go. There's going to be a lot of people out there. Um, any last uh, advice before we hit the weekend? Well, Kev, you know you're right. Uh, even with the stay-at-home rule that's into effect, there's going to be a lot of people out there. You know, it, I was just reading the other day that Minnesota fishing license sales are up like 41 percent compared to a year ago, and um, so, you know, be patient at the landings. You know, we really need to practice the um, the social distancing. And, it, you know, and if somebody's having problems, you know, backing in their boat or maybe loading their boat up, getting on the trailer, instead of getting all mad and upset, you know, offer to lend a helping hand and, and uh, it'll make it a, a lot more enjoyable for everybody. And for those folks, Kev, that don't have a boat and have to fish from shore, I'll tell you, this is a great opportunity, and you won't find a better area, in my opinion, in our Bemidji area than fishing off the fishing pier um, and that stretch of the river between Lake Irving and uh, and Lake Bemidji. I'm telling you, you will catch fish in that system there, and you can do it right from shore, and you don't need anything fancy, a slip bobber and a minnow or a leech on there, and you'll, you'll probably catch uh, a, a decent numbers of of walleyes out there. So don't forget about that. And, and then I also want to remind the folks to, you know, really practice selective harvesting, you know, and some of those bigger fish, those, you know, you start getting those fish over 22 or 20 inches walleyes, I'm talking, and, you know, and they're right at the getting into their prime of their reproductive years. And, and any of those fish that are, you know, probably under 14, 14 and a half inches, you know, again, this is just kind of my rule, but that I use is, you know, throw those things back. And those bigger fish, take a nice picture of them and, and get them back in the water as soon as you can. And, and just enjoy the opening day and, and the opening weekend. It's, you know, Mother's Day on Sunday. And maybe you can go out Saturday, catch a bunch of fish, and cook them up for Mom for uh, Mother's Day on Sunday. That sounds like a great idea. Um, for those who are optimistic that things will get better, uh, can they still call and try to set something up for later this year? Oh, absolutely, Kev. Um, if anybody would like to, you know, book a guide trip, and I've gotten a lot of, of people asking, well, what about if we book a trip and we have to cancel? And I, I've never charged a cancellation fee in my life. I've never taken a deposit in my life. You know, you pay after you're done, you know, out fishing, and, and, um, and I try to work with people the best I can to work in a trip for them and, and have a really fun, enjoyable time. So, you bet. They can give me a call at 
556-7172, or they can email me at dick at dickbeardsley.com. And, Kev, I just want to let the, the listeners know that, you know, I always keep my try to keep my boat as clean as a whistle, but I'm even more so now. I mean, after each trip, I've got people out on, I'm sanitizing everything down, you know, the seats, the rods, the, you know, the floor of the boat, the whole kit and caboodle. And my wife, Jill, makes the custom-made uh, mask to wear. And, and anybody that comes on a guide trip, if they would like a mask to wear while they're out there, that's perfectly fine. And and um, those are all free, provided part of the of my guide business. So, uh, yeah, you bet. Give me a call, and uh, we'll try to get something booked for this summer. And hopefully we'll uh, we'll be on the, the, uh, the good side of this coronavirus, and uh, we can get back to... Uh, normalcy as soon as possible. Dick Beardsley from the appropriately named Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Loves fishing in the Bemidji area. Hey, who doesn't? He's a good friend of our show. We love having him on the show. Hey, Dick, thanks for taking the time. Good luck this weekend. Hey, thanks, Kev. Have a great uh, weekend coming up, and we'll talk to you soon. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Let's wrap it up with some good news. Fishing license sales across the board are way up in Minnesota and North Dakota as well. As of Monday, 45% increase over the same time last year in fishing license sales in Minnesota. Highest early season sales in at least 20 years. The sales of resident youth licenses, which is required of 16 and 17-year-olds since 2013, is more than double the sales at this time last year and the highest sales total ever for that age bracket. And sales of individual conservation licenses, which are good for fishing and small game hunting, are up 68%. Individual resident fishing licenses are up 60%. And even out-of-state licenses, non-resident angler licenses, are up 31% over last year. Obviously, we won't know until the end of the season if that increase is legit or it was just people buying their licenses a little bit earlier. But right now, it looks very promising. Still a lot to cover this week on Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Tomorrow we put the spotlight on another one of the gems of Paul Bunyan Country. This time it'll be Red Lake. And we'll have a couple of fishing previews for the weekend with some of the area's top anglers Friday. It's all coming up later this week. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining me. Now we're going fishing. Paul Bunyan. <laughs>